It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by Price Picks. Price Picks is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week, you might be already in it, it might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. It's time for another Locked On Wizards. Coming up, we talk about the champs. The 2019 World Series champs, that is. We will touch on the Wizards' loss to the Pacers, but Josh Neighbors of Locked On Nationals is back to discuss the NBA, China, Major League Baseball, and the Nationals prior to their doubleheader versus the Mets. You can listen to those details all right here on Locked On Wizards. Hi, Renee Washington here, and welcome to another edition of Locked On Wizards. Now, the Wizards dropped their third straight and remain winless in any game or scrimmage in the NBA restart. The Pacers defeated them by 11 as TJ Warren dropped 34 points after scoring 53, no big deal, on Saturday versus the Sixers. He had 34 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists, 3 steals, 4 blocks, and a whomping 0 turnovers. He made history in more ways than one. Malcolm Brogdon finished with 20 points, 7 rebounds, and 6 assists for the Pacers. And for the Wizards, Thomas Bryant led the team with 20 points, 11 rebounds. Shabazz Napier did not start in this game. Coach Brooks discussed before the game how he decided to move him to a, a position coming off the bench. And he finished with 16 points. 13 of his 16 were scored in the first half. Isak Banga and Rui Hachimura combined for just 17 points in the game. We will talk more around the Wizards' loss to the Pacers prior to their game versus the Sixers Wednesday. So we'll do a recap of the game versus the Pacers and also preview the Sixers-Wizards matchup. But the conversation around the NBA has not just been what we've seen on the floor, but also work in the communities. Josh Neighbors of Locked On Nationals is back on the show to discuss what's been going on off the floor in the NBA, starting with NBA news that broke 
around poor work conditions and mistreatment in China. Josh? Renee, if you don't mind, I want to ask you about something that um, a lot of people have noticed, kind of, you know, with the social justice aspect. And I've seen some of the stuff that you've been tweeting, um, too, because Major League Baseball's response has been kind of blasé. Um, obviously, I think it's something to do with the, the kind of the makeup of diversity in the MLB not being as great and just kind of the dynamics of that. But I wanted to get your, your opinions on kind of how the NBA has handled this situation. Um, because I the one major question I had, and I've seen this, and as somebody who's pretty progressive, um, I have seen some opinions on social media and from people who I know to be progressive that they find the NBA's, um, their kind of, you know, the calls for social justice uh, to be hypocritical considering their response to China. I know it's kind of a, a hard, you know, right turn here, but it's something that I've just been really curious about. And because um, I, I mean, I feel a certain way about, you know, you can feel, you can, you know, you don't have to feel um, very, uh, I'm a little way to put this, you don't have to feel very strongly about China, but you can feel very strongly about the Black Lives Matter movement. You don't have to do both. The problem with the NBA is they were, they were almost, they shut down basically any kind of, you know, Daryl Morey's calls for social justice in China. So uh, have you had any issue with the, with the way the NBA has done it in, in terms of you look at their response to China and then, you know, kind of you look at their much more progressive, active push with kind of, you know, the names at the back of the jerseys, Black Lives Matter on the court. I just kind of wanted to get your, your opinion on all, on all that stuff. Yeah, I know there have been a lot of people that have been saying, well, what about China? You know, how do you promote and push equality and, and Black Lives Matter? But there's the rumors and the investigation around humans, human right concerns in China, you know, around everything that's going on in the operation in China. And it's complicated. You know, I wish I, I don't know enough to fully be able to say, um, like, speak clearly on what should and shouldn't be said. But I do know at the end of the day, as a whole, you know, if, if, if these allegations of, you know, young players and the schooling and, and the, you know, the, those that the NBA was working with in China being true, that needs to change as well. And I think that something that really stands out to me about everything around what the NBA has been doing around social justice is that we're not just seeing everybody. Yes, Black Lives Matter is huge. I'm a, I'm a, a Black American myself. It is huge, but we're also seeing on the back of jerseys, vote, equality, you know, the, the terms that we are stand, kneeling for, I should say, and the terms that are being promoted and the messages of peace that are being promoted are more than just Black Lives Matter. Yes, we see it across the court. Yes, there's the pregame during the anthem. There's more messaging. The players are wearing Black Lives Matter shirts, but this whole push is beyond just the Black Lives Matter movement. That's one big part of it. It's one big cog in the bigger wheel that is being promoted here. We're actually pushing for justice, peace, equality. And that's something that I actually was tweeting out to, um, to people this past weekend because someone was saying, well, you know, if you support Black Lives Matter, you support communism and this and that and, and all these different left and right wing concepts that, that people like to push it into. But at the end of the day, I said, no, any league, it's the same thing with the NHL with their pregame uh, and racism speech that was beautifully done. Mm -hmm. You know, all these concepts are promoting the un at the underlying core, regardless which box you vote in and which side of the coin you're on, peace, equality, and justice. And if you don't see the need for that in, in any aspect, there's a problem. So I think that although we are not really sure exactly all that's going on around China, 
at the end of the day, players are pushing for a better world, which includes China, which includes Black people, which includes all ages, all demographics, all backgrounds. When we're saying vote, it's to make sure that things don't happen like we've been seeing in the past with inequality and, and injustices. So I think that's something that we have to keep in mind. While yes, I am always going to advocate for Black Lives Matter because it affects me directly. It affects my family. It affects my life. I'm also going to advocate for the fact that equality, voting, you know, understanding how your vote does matter, which people don't are quick to just write themselves off. Every vote matters when you look at the amount of the margin from one person candidate winning to the next and also justice and peace. If you don't want that, how are you human? <laughs> right. You know, at the end of the day, regardless wh what you look like, where you live, where you're from, we all should want a peaceful, justified, equal world in, in, in all aspects for, if not ourselves, at least for the next generation. So I, I don't love what I'm hearing around China. And I'm, I'm hoping that whatever has happened can be corrected and be fixed to ensure that it does not continue. But I don't think it should stop the fight for equality around what we've been seeing the NBA doing. So I think they've been doing a tremendous job. Even the, the Nike commercial, I'm sure you saw it's been playing during every game, um, the Can't Stop Us commercial. Mm -hmm. It brought chills to, and like made me want to cry. It was so emotionally and beautifully done the parallels of sports, you had big, big sport, big athletes from all different sports. It was just chilling. It was beautifully done to see them, the, the double screen of, oh, it was just amazing. So I think that as a whole, the NBA has been doing a great job. The WNBA has been doing a great job. The mm -hmm. NHL was a, a league that I was watching to see because they're also not as diverse and openly have a lot of racial and a lot of discrimination within their league. They've been doing a great job. As you mentioned with baseball, Lacking a little. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it lacks. And, and that's, and, I mean, uh, once again, the way that baseball lacks is uh, they lack in so many ways right now. Yes. Just kind of direction. And I think for me, when I break, because the, the way I bring this up with the China stuff is that I expect a lot out of the league. And I think, and especially in the NBA, because um, I hold them in high esteem, I think it's a mm -hmm. highly functioning, well run organization. So when I bring up the China stuff and I bring this up to say that I thought the NBA did a bad job because what happened in, in this situation, because um, the messaging of Black Lives Matter and, and a lot of what these players are fighting for is so important. I think their response to the, to the China situation gave people a reason to discount their response to other things. And that is the problem I have is I thought the league, you know, um, should have done a better job and it allows people to do dumb stuff like say well you didn't you know your, your response to China was poor so why should I do it now and right. something that you brought up and I you know I'm not I don't pretend to be an expert on you know the the protests in Hong Kong I've done a little bit of reading um, but you know I, I was abreast of the situation that the NBA went through and I think it's important to understand that you know for people like you and me it's hard to understand stuff that's happening halfway across the world in China. Right. And, you know, that doesn't mean that we're not for equality and, 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 and for, you know, fixing the issues there. It's just, it's easier for us to, to um, you know, push and be more progressive for stuff that is in front of us and things that, you know, affect us. So I think that, you know, all these calls, people say, well, why don't you speak up about this? I, I don't think it's always fair because these players are talking about stuff that they know, that they're familiar with. So I think mm -hmm. that's what makes it so important is that it's closer to them. Like, you know, LeBron's comments about China weren't great, but here's the thing. I don't need to hear what LeBron James has to say about China. 
I am interested to see what LeBron James thinks about some of the social justice movements in this country and what the players think about it, because this is something that they personally understand and feel right. about. And so I think that's what, I, that's what upsets me is that, you know, the NBA kind of gave a, the NBA as a league gave an opportunity for people to take away from the players argument and what the players are doing. I thought the league, um, they, you know, while I feel like most of the arguments are disingenuous against the, with the, you know, the players movements and stuff, I think the league messed up and kind of almost took away some of the voice from the players by the mm -hmm. response to China, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And I know, you know, even a few days ago, there was a report that came out saying that the athletes were struck by coaches housed in crowded conditions, not given schooling as promised. I do think this is a bigger image, a bigger issue, excuse me, that we have where any sort of organization that is looking to expand and create these nonprofit um, outreach programs, you often see this happen, unfortunately, because it's not, you know, it, it is, as you mentioned, it's in China. It's not in our own backyard. So it's great when you launch, oh, we're going to do this in China and provide these basketball academies run by the NBA for, for kids. But who's over there actually running it? Who are the people that are being in charge, that are in charge? Who are the people that are being watched to make sure that it's effectively being run? You know, and I think this is also actually a bigger issue of how many times do we see these philanthropic movements and humanitarian movements to help in some area, but because it's not once it's announced and the ribbon is cut and we have the, oh, this is so exciting, we're going to be doing, doing this great thing, it's never followed up on and watched and it's just left to whoever's running it to be in charge and that's when you usually see this abuse happening. Mm -hmm. So I, I hope this also just kind of opens some people's eyes that it's not enough to just launch these great ideas of an academy for children and providing them education and providing them basketball and all these other things. Okay, make sure it's actually being run properly. Mm -hmm. Make sure, you know, you're checking in, make sure you're having people that are randomly showing up to ensure that the facilities conditions and everything are as promised versus it just being some lofty plan that nobody ever checks up on again, because you just turn a blind eye since it's in China. And I do hope that as, as we're talking through this, this through, you know, it's, it is a concept that we have to remember. Not everybody's affected by the same thing in the same way. Coming up here on Locked on Wizards, we will continue talking through some issues in society that need to be better, starting with the incredibly shocking number of positive cases in Major League Baseball. Regardless if you're a professional athlete, stay-at-home parent, or even if you spend eight hours a day sitting in that uncomfortable office chair, everyone needs support to make it through their day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge for those moments when life gets a little bit too chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and vitamin B6 to give you the support you need where it matters most. So to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else, CBD MD has to offer... They're offering all of our listeners 25%, yes, 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com, promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of the superior CBD oil products from CBDMD. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. 
Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Josh Neighbors of Locked On Nationals joining me here. We've been talking about the NBA in China, the awful news around the poor conditions and abuse going on. Some have gotten on the NBA for promoting Black Lives Matter, but not openly discussing the news that broke around China. And I absolutely hope that the NBA resolves, fixes, and ensures that there's no more poor treatment of anyone in the NBA in the United States or anywhere else in the world, including China. There are a lot of injustices, discrimination, and overall issues in our world. One person might lean towards promoting one versus the other. It doesn't make it right or wrong. If I'm promoting Black Lives Matter more than voting, for instance, which I do think voting is just as important, if not more important, that doesn't make, that doesn't discredit my fight for Black Lives Matter. But it is very vital that we also continue to keep in mind that all of these areas have to change and be better. And as we're talking through baseball specifically and talking about things that have to be better, COVID. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was, I was the next thing I was going to oh, get to. Man. Dear God. Yeah. So, you know, baseball actually right now to me is, there, you know how in school when you're growing up, there's always someone that messes up the, the curve. Baseball is messing up the curve right now um, in a bad way. <laughs> they're, the 40, they're, the, they're the 40 on the test score, right? They're that's the 40 they on the test score that's screwing up the curve for everyone else. We've been seeing soccer has returned, basketball has returned, football is in the process of returning and has been announcing how, pre, how um, not preseason, how teams are returning back to training. Then there's baseball. Hockey has returned. Literally every sport except for baseball has returned in a positive way. You know, seeing the Marlins come out with 18 players and two staff members that tested positive, had they neglected to follow protocols around COVID-19 and had games canceled because of it, you know, I'm curious your thoughts on the long-term effects this will have for baseball, if any, as, you know, this is raising a lot of concern for players, staff members, and any other leagues such as football that are not bubbling because bubbling is now a term, I guess. Yes, bubbling. Um, <laughs> now a term um, that are not bubbling that may be affected because of the MLB's carelessness. So baseball is, I mean, it was almost a, like, knockout punch to the head last week. Uh, and baseball, once again, this starts in the summer with their labor fight between the players. And, and I, once again, on this podcast, very squarely, pro player. Um, I think it's important that unions stand up to leagues. Players, you know, players' rights, the whole nine yards. Um, this was a massive issue because they had that long labor fight. And then now last yes. week, we're less than a week and a half into the – at least le- we got less than a week and a half in the season, Renee. And now we're, we're missing games because a group of players – and this one, now this one's on the players – were careless. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as somebody who – and you were a college athlete and I am uh, covering – I cover college sports, you cover college sports – that was my first thought turned towards that because I think everybody has to look at baseball right now and say, Oh my God, if you're, if you're a league, it's not bubbling. You have to look at baseball and say, Oh my God, that could be us. That could easily, easily be us. And the issue is, the issue is this, is that those players broke the rules and um, you know, you think, Hey, maybe they probably think, Hey, one night out won't kill us. 
<laughs> well, one night out and took out your entire team. It, it just could. It just did. <laughs> and for the Cardinals, too. The Cardinals are going through that, too. And it's not just them. Think about this is that 20% of the league was not playing this weekend um, because, you know, like the Nationals were off this weekend because of what the Marlins did. And the Phillies were off last week because of what the Marlins did, which caused the Yankees to be off because of what the Marlins did. And so you look at this ripple effect and you think about the teams like the Nationals who are full of older guys, more professional mm-hmm. guys. And, you know, even a guy like Juan Soto's 21 false positive tests. He's frustrated. You can tell he's really frustrated, but he's still following all the rules. And the problem is here is though, you know, is, is not about those guys. It's about the guys that don't follow the rules. And that's, what's going to affect the league. And, and, you know, for the most part, guys who are being safe, uh, you know, it's, they're doing the right thing. But the, the one real issue I have and why I think this is, there's, a no, there's no chance they make it to the end, a guy, you know, even let's say, I'm uh, just picking out a random national, Adam Eaton goes to pick up, you know, dinner for his family, wears a mask, you know, hand sanitizer, the whole nine, could still get coronavirus. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, with the way they're testing right now is that they're testing guys that, you know, and they're playing. And so you might have a test from the day before and you played a game that day and you're getting the results, you know, you play a Saturday game, Saturday game. Sunday, you get the result from the Saturday test, you're positive and you were around your teammates and around a bunch of players. And so that is the real crux of the situation is that it appears that 28 teams have done it the right way. And that's been good right now. Um, two teams have not done it the right way and it's screwed up for everybody else. And, you know, you even hear stuff like Joey Votto of the Reds has COVID symptoms is testing negative, but they're really concerned. And that guy's been following the rules too. So, you know, I was going to say, Renee, to you is that the one thing the NBA has done an excellent, excellent job of this bubble is tremendous and it's, it's an incredible thing. And I, the big thing is, you know, it's funny is that Lou Williams story was an illuminating moment. He leaves the bubble. Uh, he obviously, the death of a family member goes to funeral, then goes to a strip club, whatever, gets wings. It's, you know, but here's the thing is we all laughed about it because we trusted that the NBA was going to say, okay, you're back in the bubble. You're quarantining now. We'll see you, you know, in a while you have to test negative a bunch. And we all laugh. And Lou Williams even said, enjoy the memes because we trust the NBA to handle this, to do a good job, to take care of it. Poor, I think it was Bruno Caboclo left the bubble by accident and had to be quarantined for eight days. He didn't know he was leaving. He was getting food, I think, and then had to be quarantined for eight days. So, we, you know, it's funny because we trust the NBA. And when the stuff has been happening with the players in the NBA, we just kind of say, oh, it's funny, but you know what? It'll be fine. With the MLB, and baseball Twitter is losing their minds because they don't trust the MLB to handle this at all. So, you know, it's kind of a long-winded answer, but that's just, that's just the reality of the situation is that baseball, it's kind of almost like, you know, we're kind of operating this uncharted territory where the NBA, we're operating in a very controlled environment and I'm able to enjoy the basketball. And I don't feel weird while I watch the games. When I'm watching baseball games, I feel very odd and weird and like there is a threat kind of looming. Yeah, even, I mean, you, you bring up a lot of good points, starting with the fact that baseball was dealing with months of negotiation issues around the league and the players association, just trying to figure out the amount of games and, and how they were going to return and then you finally return, and here we are dealing with all of these positive COVID cases. You abuse the system and neglect to follow the protocols properly and report it properly and all these other issues of concern around a pandemic. You know, it's not just breaking, I don't know, a minor rule. This is a pandemic. This is, as you mentioned, people's lives at stake because you just don't know how many people have really been around each of these players. And the way that the NBA has returned, I know it's, the full irony of the fact that 
you know, the players had their meeting that was led on Zoom by players like Kyrie Irving and Dwight Howard and Tobias Harris and Kyle Lowry and different players that are a part of that because they didn't feel like they had enough transparency and information around the return to the, for the NBA restart. Here we have the, you know, the MLB who's been having all these issues that just kind of the biggest focus has been around their negotiation problems. But we didn't really have any major discussions around, you know, the, the ins and outs of the protocols of how, you know, logistically how they were going to return. And then here we are dealing with positive, so many positive cases, watching players out there in face masks on the field. It's just a lot of concern, as you mentioned, for not only baseball, but, you know, for, for football to me is an issue. Anybody that's not bubbling at this point, you have to wonder how effectively it's going to be able to, to play out. You know, it's not a matter of if Major League Baseball is going to start because they have. It's how long will they be able to continue when you have older coaches, older players, pre-existing health conditions that are, you know, and we don't know how many people are really at risk across the league. And when you have the league returning like all sports have and they're playing so quickly back to back, a team like the, the Marlins, you know, you're playing in the course of a couple d- days, a few games. So that's where you do have so many games that are being canceled because it's not like they're playing one game today and the next game's not for three four more days it's a lot of back-to-backs it's a lot of two games in three days it's you know quick turnarounds just so many issues at play here and it's just a shame to see because it's just something that didn't have to happen you know as you mentioned with Lou Williams and and the wings controversy it was like it was sad it was it was like careless he's taking he's taking pictures at the strip club right but then just when we think that was like the most careless thing we've seen, the Marlins come out with their, it's like they're outdoing each other. Like we don't yeah. need to make this a competition of who can, can break right. <laughs> the protocols the, the most. But I do hope that for Major League Baseball as a whole, maybe this is kind of that wake-up call needed to take this seriously that will help mm. them be able to finish out the season. Because if I'm anyone within baseball, you know, especially for players, it's time to, to buckle down because you saw how fast it, it, it caused an issue. 18 players and two staff members. That's a lot of people. Coming up, we talk more about the positive cases in Major League Baseball and get into the Nationals leading up to their game versus the Mets. Sports are back. I know you, much like me, have been waiting since March for the return of our favorite sports. And now that they're here, I've got only one thing on my mind, my bookie. It's a home run, slam dunk, triple overtime, game-winning shot, all wrapped up in one. I love it, you love it, and that should be all you need to hear in order to start betting today. Well, my bookie has up-to-the-minute odds on all your favorite teams, and with the start of Major League Baseball, there's never been a better time to start playing. With my bookie, it's easy. You bet, you win, they pay. Feeling good about your team's chances this year? Well, be sure to check out my bookie's World Series future bets. Nothing shows how much you believe in your squad like betting on them this early in the season. But why stop with baseball? Smart bettors are always looking towards the future. Baseball, basketball, hockey, football. My bookie's already accepting bets on all your favorite NBA, NHL, and NFL games. And there's never been a better time to start exploring the world of online sports betting. So if you join today, my bookie will match your deposit 100%. Plus, they'll toss you a free $10 Major League Baseball future wager. All you got to do is enter promo code LOCKEDONNBA when you sign up. 
Remember, at MyBookie, the terms are simple. You bet, you win, and they pay. So it's MyBookie, and enter that promo code LOCKEDONNBA when you sign up. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Josh Neighbors of Locked On Nationals joining me here. We've been talking about the NBA bubble and also Major League Baseball's return to play not having a bubble. Uh, everybody in baseball right now has the luxury of being able to go home to their families. That's right. a luxury and a curse if you're testing positive for COVID. You're now bringing that home, you know, or you're bringing COVID from home to the arena. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of, it's a bigger issue here that needs to be addressed. And I'm hoping that this is maybe the wake up call needed that everyone is going to have to take this seriously. But the you know, of course, as we know, in our world as a whole, especially in America, we still haven't been taking it seriously. I went on vacation this past weekend, and I'm out there with a mask at the beach. I'm sure if you've, you've probably been to the beach and have seen yourself. Most people, not just at the beach, but in general, are just not following just the simple social distancing and mask protocols, let alone anything else. So I think this is like a small sample of the bigger issue that we're still dealing with, with numbers still increasing around the, the country. Um, specifically around COVID in America, it's 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 eye opening. Very. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think I think baseball kind of gave you the good idea, right? Because we're you know you see retirement home, it spreads really fast. But yeah. but now now we give you something that you care about and that you're interested in. And I, I think um, one thing that I've realized Renee, throughout all all the last few months is how much sports reflect our like you know our our society. I guess you could say. And it's really funny to watch kind of, um, you know, in, in many different ways. It's, it's weird when you think about it. But every single sport, and I, I honestly can't think of any, that hasn't had to have some look-in-the-mirror moment over the last um, three or four months. I mean, you think about every single sport has had some kind of conversation, whether it be about COVID, social justice, both together, obviously, um, unionization, payer play, uh, you know, and I mean, whether it be for, and I, you know, I picked up some new sporting hobbies, like watching Formula One. Now they're having conversations about Black Lives Matter and there's controversy there and they're looking at themselves, you know, the UFC, fighter pay, unionization. Even people that speak up and say, you know, sports and politics have to be separate. As you mentioned, Muhammad Ali, you look across the, the centuries of sports, any sort of change that happened in sports started at the basis of being uncomfortable, speaking up on social, some sort of social injustice. Uh, segregation and integration, um, being, the, you know, people that broke color barriers over this, over the years, anything, any sort of change that happened in sports has happened at the political level. And politics is completely intertwined with sports. Why do we sing the national anthem? Why do we have flags all over and patriotism? You can't have one without the other, because at the end of the day, athletes are humans first. And we, for some reason, forget that because we're so selfishly caught on the entertainment side we forget the human side. So I applaud all the leagues that are stepping up and speaking out and having these conversations or allowing us to have these conversations, I should say, 
with the messaging that they're putting out, the commercials, people have been writing off Nike. I applaud Nike. You know, there are a lot of organizations right now that are fully stepping up and helping to be a part of change and continue the conversation and keep it going. And that's what's needed. As you mentioned, we're in the middle of, of a historical moment that we're not going to realize, much like those that bashed Muhammad Ali did not realize his greatness until decades later, we're not going to fully comprehend the magnitude of this historic moment that we're in in sports until 10, 20 years from now when our kids and grandkids are researching and learning about COVID-19 mm -hmm. and, the, and the bubbles and all the way that sports returned, that we were really a part of something bigger than us. Mm -hmm. And it's ironic because that's similar to what I've been saying about the Wizards, but it is just similar to what's going on in society right now. But Josh, I am curious to know for you, I know we're getting a little heavy here, which yeah. is fine. Um, yeah, no, that's good. I, I like it. I like, I like it. Too. It's a great open conversation. Yes. Um, for the Nationals specifically, you know, as, as they're looking at, um, you know, their next games on Tuesday, taking on the Mets. Mm -hmm. What have you been seeing from the Nationals so far for, for those that are tuning in? for specifically for Locked On Wizards baseball fans, take us through what the Nationals have been looking like so far in the start of to their season as they are just trying to find a way to, to get over that hump as they are World Series champs, defending yes. champs, and trying to show why they're still one of the top teams in the league. Yeah, defending champs uh, got off to a rough start. They went uh, – they played the Yankees in the opening series. The Yankees look like – I mean, they're just going to be – they are the best team in the league currently, in my opinion. They have been absolutely unbelievable. Um, the – Nats get off one to start there. They then play the Blue Jays at home. They split. Oh, actually, they played them four times. They're supposed to go play two in Toronto and then um, in two in D.C. Uh, Toronto had to play all four in D.C. because they weren't allowed to go play in Toronto, and they're still preparing Buffalo. The Nats mm -hmm. split those. The offense was Renee, – when I say the defense of the Wizards is bad, that <laughs> has been the Nats' offense for the better part of the beginning of the season. Uh, not, not being able to hit runners in scoring position – but they have not had Juan Soto, who is their young, shining star. He is going to be returning to the lineup this week. Um, and uh, the offense did get going. And the end of their, uh, their Wednesday game and the beginning of their Thursday game, the offense finally came alive. So they hope adding Juan Soto is going to help them out. Um, I have no idea if they're going to play all 60 games. I don't know mm -hmm. if, they're going to, if they're going to say it's going to be based off winning percentage. But um, they play the Mets, the Mets who have lost five straight games. Uh, and are not looking very good right now, but their lineup's very good. So I believe it's going to be it's going to be Max Scherzer pitching uh, on Wednesday night, or excuse me, on Tuesday night for the um, for the Nationals. And then I think it's going to be hopefully we see Steven Strasburg. Not positive, um, but yeah, title defense is on. Uh, the team looks okay. You know they're overcoming the loss of Anthony Rendon, and mm -hmm. obviously having him and Juan Soto not there in the beginning is very difficult. But with that being said, the bullpen looks a lot better. The offense finally came alive. And if you add the most, one of the most fun baseball players in the league, um, Juan Soto, to the mix, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be good. I'm, I'm, I am not too worried about the Nationals. Um, and once again, if you are like me and you think baseball is not fun, uh, I encourage you to watch Juan Soto play. With the joy with which he plays, is, uh, it is exhilarating, and it kind of gives you just you – know, makes you want to actually watch baseball. There you go. Yeah, Juan yeah. Soto is definitely – one of the players that across the league tends to be someone that, you know, across your levels of, of fandom is a name that you definitely know is, is someone to watch. Aaron Judge, you know, there's, there's a couple names across baseball that without a doubt, you may not know anything about baseball, but you know mm -hmm. that he's a player to watch. And yes. someone that 
you know, you would look forward to seeing playing with the Nationals. 100%. I thank you for, for joining me on Locked on Wizards. I appreciate us collaborating for this District of Champs. Yes. Uh, we talk. need to get the Wizards a title. The Wizards need to join the parade. It might they be a few years. There. It might be a few years. It's going to be a few years, without a doubt. Um, yes. But, you know, we're getting there. We're definitely, let's just start by being playoff contenders yes. and getting into the playoffs and moving from there. But, yeah, it seems like the Wizards right now, um, the, the Washington football team, there's some sports set that still need to get caught up with the rest of the champs in D.C. Yes. But, yes. Thank you. And I thank for you for joining me, me on Locked on, uh, Locked on Nationals as well. Thanks for having me. And I'm excited to see how our teams continue to, to do as we progress through the restart of our sports, especially to safely continue to move forward in the next upcoming game. So we'll see what happens for the Nationals and for the Wizards. Thank you for joining me, Josh. And next time here on Locked on Wizards, we'll recap the Wizards' loss to the Pacers, preparing for the Wizards' game versus the Sixers as they're looking for their first win of the NBA restart. So as always, hit that subscribe button, continue to follow us on all streaming platforms and social media, and tune in for a new edition of Locked on Wizards each and every day as we have guests joining the show and we get into what's going on from the Wizards, the NBA, and much more around sports. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. I'll see you back here for another edition of Locked on Wizards to preview the Wizards-Sixers matchup on Wednesday. Washington, out. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 